Hello and welcome back. This is episode 69 of Healthy for Life podcast. Settling for 80% or going for perfection. I am really excited about today's podcast because it is very much inspired by one of my regular listeners. I absolutely love it. When you send me your thoughts, your feedback, your questions, your comments, etc., it gives me the greatest reason to create more content for this podcast and talk about topics that may weigh on your mind as well, but you may not want to speak your mind or may even think that I will not even read or listen to your comments. Let me tell you this. I do. And I love for you to talk to me, ask me questions, or challenge me. So never ever hesitate to reach out and share your thoughts. I want to know, and I do care. So, if you're listening to this and are not quite sure about the topic of 80-20, I urge you to go back and listen to the episode before this, number 68, Are You Following the 80-20 Rule? Once you have heard that, this episode will make a lot more sense. So back to the listener. After the last podcast about 80-20 rule, she wrote to me and she said, The thing about 80-20 rule is that it doesn't take into account that we are humans and eating has emotional components to it. All the examples you gave are very logical and make sense but they're not emotionally driven decisions, whereas food can be for many people. Here are my thoughts. Exactly. We are humans and therefore more important than the decisions we make about the material things in our lives have to be more, way, way more in terms of their importance. The concept of emotional eating is very much a modern-day concept. Let me tell you why. Imagine when we were cavemen and cavewomen. There were no junk foods around, no comfort foods, no alcohol, no cigarettes, or the like. And there were lots of real-life threatening and serious stress in life. Imagine having to escape serious danger like a wild animal. Imagine having to hunt or search for food in an open wild field filled with your predators who may be competing with you for the same food you are so desperately looking for. Imagine being in constant danger trying to feed yourself and your family. So now think about it. Would your caveman self at that time think, gee, I really could use some comfort food to tame my emotions right now? What would be available to you at that time? Chocolate? Alcohol? Candy? Pretzels? Cigarettes? So how do you explain the concept of emotional eating now when the food in question for your emotional eating is almost always something that is not beneficial to your health and in fact harmful. Something you know you shouldn't eat or even drink like alcohol. 
I hear that a lot too. I need alcohol to de-stress and unwind from the day. How do you think cavemen did their unwinding at the end of the day? With a glass of wine? How about those who are still smoking in this day and age? When all of us know that smoking is in fact detrimental to your health and it does kill otherwise healthy people. Do you think smoking is emotional? Oh gosh, yes it is. It's addictive. So you bet it touches your emotions far more than food does. The thing is, we have been the unfortunate victim of junk food industry, much like tobacco and alcohol. These toxins are there to make someone reach to make someone rich as our expense at our expense. And the last thing they care about is our well-being. And consuming these toxins almost always happens to have an addictive component to it. And that is, my friends, by design. So you can't quit. So the industry's pockets keep getting deeper while your health is diving deeper in the medical system's dark holes. The concept of emotional eating is a myth, is an excuse, is an out we give ourselves to justify doing it. She went on to say, My first reaction was to agree with your client that achieving 80% goodness is far better than the alternative for bad diet. However, I see your point that each of us deserves 100%. It's just that we are human and we can't underestimate the emotional component involved. We are not tires on a car. That is where my brain has been. Sometimes reaching for perfection is overwhelming and focusing on the progress each day is what builds our self-esteem and habits. Achieving 100% is daunting for most of us mere mortals. In all honestly, honesty, I would have been thrilled to get 80% in financial accounting course in college. <laughs> Here are my thoughts to her comment or my response. Let me just tell you one of my biggest rules in my life. There is no such thing as perfect because there is always room for better. Now, does settling for 80% mean not working towards better? Yes. Does aiming for 100% mean you are going to be or do perfect? No. It means that your standards keep changing for the better. Today's 100% may be tomorrow's 80% that you will turn into 100. And just because we are not a car proves my very point. Are you more important than your car? How emotionally are you attached to your car's well-running versus your own well-being? If you're not willing to put 80% good fuel in your car, how are you willing to put 80% good fuel in your one and only body? Even when you are emotional, do you think that you would ever be emotional enough 
to put 20% water or other liquid in your tank because gas is so expensive? I bet you would do anything in your power to make sure that gas in your tank is pure and would never ever imagine otherwise. Not intentionally, anyway. And here's more of what she shared with me. It just really got me thinking because I have embraced the 80-20 model at times in my own life. And your podcast really forced me to reflect on it. Oh, well, I am so glad it did. That was my intention for all of you listening. I do not expect myself or anyone aim for perfection every day. I expect myself to do my 100% every time, every day. And that does not make anything perfect because I know I will have more in me to make that better each time. It is like an Olympic athlete saying, "Uh, I'm just going to be happy with 80% because perfect is overwhelming. No! They never settle for less. If they can do more, they will not. They give it their 100% every single time at every single practice and every single event and every single Olympic. They do not go in and aim for the bronze medal. They aim for the gold all the time. They may end up with the bronze, that, but that means they will go back and give it 100% again again and again and again every single time. And even when they get the gold, they're not finished yet. I believe that you can do more. And I know that you are meant for more. And she ended by saying, again, Lolly, you are an exception. And also a role model for myself. I really, really appreciate that. And I'm honored to hear that. But here's the thing. I don't think I'm an exception. I just make the choice. I truly believe that the toxins industry, that is all the companies that create the junk food, the candy, the alcohol, the tobacco products, and all other drugs are all one and the same evil. People like the Sackler family and the Purdue Pharma and others like them, who is responsible for millions of drug overdoses and premature deaths, are in the same million-dollar or billion-dollar yacht as those who sell you and your children candy for Halloween, and the same industry that tempts you with treats and my biggest pet peeve, yes, everything in moderation. I hate that statement. If taking OxyContin in moderation was safe, there would not be so many deaths caused by it. If consuming toxins in your food in moderation was safe, there would not be so many diseases caused. Yes, I said it, caused by those. Diseases like obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and many more. All of these diseases and many more are caused or sped up by the very comfort food they sell you so you can eat when you are stressed or emotional. I am no exception. I make the choice to not be sucked into this huge industry whose sole purpose is making money at my expense and yours. 
I refuse to help them make more money, even with my 20%. I refuse to let them control my health and my life, even 1%. Am I perfect? Far from it. And I will never be perfect because I will not settle for that. But I better make damn sure that I show up to do 100% every single time because I know I am meant for more. If you sense a hint of frustration in my voice, you are correct. I'm frustrated at the fact that the majority of, of our humankind is still a victim to the Sacklers, to the Kelloggs, to the Monsantos, to the Crafts, to the Dominoes, and the numerous and endless candy and sweets and junk companies, the Philip Morrises, the millions of alcohol manufacturers who make you believe that you are only 100% worth the effort you put into your health. How else would they get richer when you get sicker? I am no exception. I am the rule for me, the 100% rule, because I know I am worth my 100% effort every time. I am meant for better and for more. You too are meant for better and for more. So do more for you. Be more for you every time and every day. I want to hear your thoughts. And I want to be just the tough love you need to push you to be 100% each and every time. If you want to settle for 80, I'm not your person. If you want to aim for 100 every time, please talk to me. Contact me. Contact at drlale.com. That is contact at drlaleh.com. Or message me on Facebook, Dr. Lolly PhD. I want to hear from you. Until then, to your health and toxin free happiness. <laughs>